you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand, Mikey P, and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Yes, you are now in the yard, and welcome to the Yard Dogs Podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. This is Season 3, Episode 98. I'm your host, Jason Hand. The Yard Dogs Podcast is now part of Network 216. To check out all of our Ohio sports content, subscribe to our Network 216 YouTube channel that's now available. Tonight and every Tuesday night, we are streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you couldn't catch the live show, we've got you covered. You can also find the Yard Dogs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star review. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, media member, player, or former player, and would like to be a guest on the Yard Dogs podcast, hit us up on Twitter. You can find us there at Yard Dogs Pod. And now my co-hosts, my partners in crime, and we got a lot of crime this week, boys. How y'all doing? Mikey P and Ian Coltrane Coldiron. Boys, how we doing tonight? Horrible. Yeah. Not, not good. Young, what did the young guys say now? Mid? That's how I kind of feel. I feel kind of mid. You feel kind of mid? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling like our record shows i'm feeling like two and two guys I, I i had a couple highs and a couple of lows and that's how i feel well i'm going two straight two. for the uh i'm going straight for i'm not doing beer tonight i'm doing wine i'm doing wine red some, wine some 23 and there's, there's a couple of reasons for that i want to have a good <laughs> night's sleep and i hear red wine helps you sleep well and I, I just want to feel better than I feel right now. But I already do because I'm looking at you guys. So this is that a little Snoop Dogg dog on the bottle, too? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take care of a little housekeeping. The Yard Dogs Podcast and Network 216 are proud partners with Homage, the apparel company. If you haven't tried Homage yet, you're missing out. Homage is always coming out. With on-point, cutting-edge sports apparel. Uh, They just came out. Have you guys seen this? They came out with a Guardians playoff shirt. And on the shirt is in Cleveland Guardians colors. And it says, win the whole effing thing. It's absolutely fantastic. Showing support for your team. Doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. As a bonus, you will get special discounts by using our link to shop at Homage. Support the show and do it in style by shopping for all of your favorite sports team gear at Homage. Find the link on our website, network216ohio.com, or look for Homage links on our Twitter page, at Yard Dogs Pod. Shop Homage today. Guys, what's that? New shirt. New yes. shirt, baby. Win the whole effing thing. I Win the it. whole effing thing. Yes. We got the playoffs for the Guardians starting <laughs> coming up here hey, soon. Hey. 
So watch uh, this. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug them. My wife gave me an anniversary gift. All right, guys, and it was all homage stuff. So uh-huh. check me what? Out. Check me out. Check me out. I got the NFL Jam. So you got Very Miles, nice. Miles Garrett Chubb. Yeah, shout out to uh, Sarah Coldiron, my wife. She uh, hooked it up. Went old school. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yes, sir. One more for you. A little classic, man. Just a little classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's We're very people. That's very uh, John Dorsey esque. That shirt. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And then yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. This one's cool. This one's got the uh, schedule on the back. I don't know if you. Oh, no, I like that. that. Okay. What? Yeah. It's like a yeah, the uh, whole schedule, man. Can you see it a little bit? I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, very cool. nice. Very nice. Yes, sir. Well, uh, comments are always welcome. Uh, Josh Mansfield is checking us out on our YouTube page, uh, Network 216 YouTube. We can see comments on Facebook. If, if you, um, I, I think you have to not subscribe, but you have to allow Facebook comments to show on, on, on our show here live. But, but yes, we'll, we'll be checking out the comments throughout the show on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, Network 216 YouTube. So thanks for everybody for checking in. Guys, I'm going to get right into it. Um, this was a this was a heartbreaker on Sunday. Mikey P and I enjoyed most of the game together. Well, half the game together. We watched it uh, on Sunday. Cold train. I'm sure you were in your living room watching it. But the Browns fall to the Falcons, 23 to 20. It's it's kind of the same old story as of late. You know, the defense just can't put it all together. Cold train. I'll start with you. Um, as you think back to this very winnable game. How did how did the Browns fall short? I mean, where do I start, man? Um, halfback dive. I mean, if you're playing Madden, you there's a halfback dive play that just the the running backs on the right side, right up the gut. I mean, this happened eight times in a row. I mean, Joe Woods about the sixth time they ran the same play, whether it was an outside to the, to the outside or it was a rush in the middle. Anytime, anytime for a timeout, dude, get everybody collected, get everybody together, because I'm not saying a timeout would have changed anything, but Joe Woods, that was one of the most ridiculous and most horrible things I've watched as a Browns fan recently was this, it was like that horror movie, dude, where you just keep watching somebody keep getting stabbed over and over and over. It's the same play. And you're thinking, you're, you're on your couch, you're thinking, it's the same play. What, <laughs> what are these guys doing, dude? Joe Woods. I mean, it's just, um, this is year three for him, you know, and his fourth quarter defense is absolutely stinky cheese. It's atrocious. It's, you know, one of those things where if you look up your stats, fourth quarter points given up, the Browns are the worst team in the league, guys. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't foresee that as as we all hyping ourselves up week one. I didn't see that happening. I didn't see that stat line happening. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's one thing, you know, to, to make your mistakes, but to not be able to close out games, that's what's really hurting our hearts. This is really hurting us as fans, I think, is we have the win in the bag. You, you even get excited where you think, oh, you know, a little bit of time left, we might be good. And then it, our hearts keep getting ripped out because our defense just doesn't give a crap at the end of the game. And then it was the same story with, with Jacoby, another, you know, another shot couple of shots down, maybe give Cade York a chance. Um, just like the Jets game didn't get a chance. 
Uh, I'll end with this because I know Mikey wants to uh, elaborate on Stefanski. Take the points, dude. Just take the points, man. You you, you got your, your your two best rushers off uh, off for the day. You got Rochelle, a TikTok star, and you got uh, Alex Wright from UAB. Don't really play competition in college starting. I understand it. Hey, dude, you want to have big balls and go for it on fourth down when it's fourth and one and you got everybody on the defense and you want to rely on them, that's fine. But Stefanski, dude, take the points, man. I'm not saying that that three points, I know it's been a lot of uh, debate on Twitter. I'm not saying that three points going to necessarily save the game for us or made or, make or break, but any points is good, especially when you're down your two top rushers on your defense. Take the points, Stefanski. Uh, I'll pass it off to Mikey. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Can... I'm not sure that that you know made us lose the game. But Mikey, I'm sure you're going to get into this when you're on the road like that. You just take the points. I was sitting next to my friend Brian Potts at Tidewater Browns backers, and that's we both agreed. You know, like the great John Madden used to say, "Take the points." But uh, Mikey P. Kevin Stefanski, is he outsmarting himself? I mean, should he go for the simpler, foundational decision-making when it comes to play calling? What are your thoughts on Kevin Stefanski as it, as it relates to this game? I mean, I always try to put myself in the coach's uh, point of view and shoes and, and think all the risk-reward scenarios. I am not a big proponent of chasing points when you don't have to. And what I mean by that is when – you can kick the field goal. You're on the road. You can go up three, three to nothing, and now you're kicking off. You take a little air out of the crowd. Like you just drove down and you put points on the board. When you fail in that conversion, not only are you reigniting the crowd because the crowd's been kind of deflated because you know we moved the ball methodically down the field that opening drive. And when you don't take any points there, like their defense gets a little uh, – they get a little momentum going. The fan base mm-hmm. gets, gets yep. reignited. And then they proceed to drive down and kick three points. And then you look at it, it's a, it's a six-point swing. I understand what the analytics say. The analytics say to go for it there. And you're thinking, all right, if we don't get it, they're going to have to drive 97 yards. But I'm just a big proponent. Like, when you don't have to chase points, don't chase points. Like, you see this all the time. Like, Stefanski's done it before. Like, he'll chase two-point conversion because the chart says to – the two-point version it's like and then later on it it makes for a closer game i'm like don't chase points when you don't have to there's plenty of time left in the game what when we kick if we would have kicked the field goal and made it would that have been the (coughs) game we'll never know uh but you know it just you don't know the outcome or the changes that can happen i just felt like it gave their defense a little bit of momentum the fans got loud uh, and then they moved the ball pretty good on us that first series of offense, and I just thought it was a it was a big swinging point in the game. And then what proceeded? We got the right after that and and fumbled it, and then it was like, boom, we're down ten nothing. What first ten minutes of the game? That you're you're down ten score uh, two scores already. So I don't know. Just sometimes these guys, I get what the analytics say, but it's got to be a mix of analytics and football, and and like where you have to sit there and think sometimes like I know what the chart says, but this is what my gut is telling me. Sometimes go with your gut versus the chart. I, I heard Bernie Kozar talking about that exact play. And he did mention about analytics and, and he brought up a, a good point that I think was pretty solid. 
you know, when you go for the two point conversion, analytics say you're going to get that 48% of the time. And that's mm -hmm. a, that's a, on the two yard line for a two point conversion. We were fourth and three. We were about, uh, we were about four yards from the end zone because you could still get a first down without scoring. So we were, yeah. we were about four yards from the, from the end zone. You got to think analytics, it's going to be about half that. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it was a, a smart play. And even before, even when we made the call to get, go out there and go for it, I just didn't like it. I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about it after it happened. And look, this game is funny because if he, he, if he makes it, we score a touchdown. Kevin Stefanski's a hero. He, it didn't happen. And I, I, you know, Mikey P, I heard you talking pre-show. You might have even just mentioned it. But Kevin Stefanski's also probably thinking if we don't get it, we got him backed up. Our defense should be able to hold him, even though that's not what happened. They marched down and kicked a field goal, and instead of us being up three to nothing, now we're down three to nothing. And like you said, Mikey P, before you can even finish your first beer, we're down ten ten nothing in this ball game, and it was very deflating. I mean, I mean, I just think that sometimes you can outsmart yourself or outthink yourself too much. And there was another series in the game where he did it where, I mean, if you remember that, there's a key series with the Falcons that, that Ian was talking about, Coltrane was talking about, that they just handed the ball off six straight times, just gashed us. Then they ran a misdirection for big yards. Like, like we could not stop the running game. Did they all of a sudden say, all right, well, let's, let's go. Uh, after we get this first down, let's uh, run three passing plays. Because we did that as a team. Like, we were running the ball with Chubb and Hunt, like running it down their throat. As a defensive, as a former defensive lineman, I'm sitting there watching, and if if I'm getting gashed like six, seven plays in a row, the last thing I want you to do is run the ball again because I'm I'm like shit. You guys are just kicking our ass at this point. Like we can't stop it. There's nothing we can do to stop it. I would love it if you lined up and shotgun and threw the ball three straight times because then I'm like I'm actually able to get a little bit of a breather here. Um, but just sometimes it's like, don't, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Sometimes I go back to last year, Bill Belichick, the Patriots went into Buffalo. They didn't try to pass the ball at all with the win. They Belichick's like, I'm just going to play dummy ball. I'm just going to hand the ball off all night. I'll make Buffalo make the mistakes. And it worked. Sometimes you just, just do what makes sense. Not what you think is the right call. I think when you, so I, I like to look at stats after the game. I'm sure a lot of you do. Ian Coltrane, I'm sure you do. When, when you look at the stats from the quarterback play, Mariota and Brissett, it's, 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 it's not even close. I mean, Brissett, yes, he threw a costly interception at the end of the game. You know, he had Dearness Johnson right there. I, I think Dearness Johnson probably could have got us in field goal range, but – Look at these yeah. stats. So Brissett, 21 to 35, 234 yards, zero TDs. That's probably not that good. One interception, one sack. Mariota, you know, we, we, we hold him to seven completions for the entire game for 139 yards. Um, we, we were able to sack him one time. I thought that was good, especially with our depleted defensive line. But Coltrane, <laughs> we, we talked about this last show. You know, one of the things that we had to do was make sure that Mariota didn't ball out on us. And we made sure that didn't happen. So what happened? I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, like where did the, um, where did the Falcons really crush us? Inside D tackle position, man. Mm -hmm. uh, D line. Just inside. I mean, they, they've been able – I mean, honestly, the last few four weeks, I feel like people have been 
pretty, pretty, pretty easy to run on us, you know, in a way. But especially Sunday, there was no, there was absolutely no run defense. The only people I saw make plays on the runners was like JOK from left field, or you know what I mean, like one of those linebackers kind of reaching up to make it. Like the only one I saw was it Tagiao that got it. Was he the guy that got the sack? He was the one, uh, the one sack guy. Yeah, oh, Elliot, I'm sorry. Yeah. That you know, everyone loves a nice ham sandwich sack. I mean, that was just hey, here we are, hey, buddy, I got you. Got your paws on you. Everyone likes a good one like that. But that's the only action I saw. So, you know, I don't know. I don't look at the stat line necessarily for that now looking at Mariota. Like, I guess I just now looking at the game, I wish I would have had a little bit more scores to capitalize on those seven completions. I mean, seven completions is just an absurd low number. You know, it looks like, I mean, from that stat line, it looks like the defense did a decent job. But um, it was the run stoppage. It was, you know, Mariota was taking care of. It was the run stoppage that just, it's been ineffective on this team. And we were talking about it earlier pre-show. Um, I feel like they were relying a lot, a little bit too much on these younger guys and rookies and, and, and wanting these guys to, to pan out. And then when Clowney and Garrett went down, it was like put up or shut up, next man up. And it, it's clear after that game, fellas, we don't have next man up, dude. That's very, very concerning, man. If, if, if teams can run on you, we, we, we won't we won't do anything this year. You know what I mean? And especially especially who did it. I mean, Huntley was brought off the practice squad uh, a couple days before the game. Like Patterson, we talked about him last week. We pretty much kept yeah. him in check. I mean, you know, yes, uh, Patterson did get a, a touchdown, but but that one drive that, that that they brought Huntley in, and he just ran through some huge holes. I mean, I think all three of us could have ran through those holes, and he finished it off with a touchdown. It was just extremely disappointing. It, it really was. It was halfback gut day for them, and that the reason why they call it gut play is because they're gutting your defense. Yeah, I, I guess that I just I would have liked a timeout at least once or twice from Joe. Like, show me you care, bro. Like, at least Greg Williams would do that kind of stuff. Like, he'd be fired up. Hey, timeout. We wait a minute. You know, he he'd try to at least fire up the troops. Every time I see that Joe Woods, he's complacent. He's just looking like he doesn't know what he's doing or he's, he, he's in the wrong profession. Like he should be a supervisor somewhere or something when he's got that clipboard. It's like, bro, what are you doing, man? Like do something, dude. Fire these troops up. I don't see any – and that's what I've always disliked about him. There's no passion, man. You don't see that Greg Williams fiery. And those coaches are hard to find, man. But I don't know, man. So that's why I mentioned, like, when I, we were talking about this pre-show, you know, Joe Woods came from, he was the defensive backs coach when he was in San Francisco, and they went to the Super Bowl that year. And they played a, a mainly a zone defense, basically the same defense we're playing now. But that's based on get, being able to get after the quarterback with your front four, generating pressure with your front yeah. four. Yeah. You don't have to They weren't getting there. We don't have the same level of talent that, that – I mean, that San Francisco front four that year was like, – <laughs> Like I think they had what three seventy five percent of that line was were Pro Bowlers. Like we don't have that. Like Miles Garrett is our Pro Bowler. JV and Clowney is a really good solid player when he can play when he's healthy. Uh, he's really good. But everybody else is just kind of they're just guys. Like they're just guys on the defense. Like sometimes you have to generate pressure differently. And and it, just watching this defense as a defensive player. You want to be able to play with your hair on fire. So I mean, you're basically out there playing free. It seems like everybody is like processing so much information that they're playing slow. And I, I don't know if that's part of it. Is it talent? Did we overvalue the defense? I don't know. But all I know is they need to fix it, and they need to fix it quick. 
You know what <laughs> the hell out of me is, uh, you know, these fourth quarter points. We, Coltrane, you'd mentioned that we're the worst in the league in the fourth quarter. We've given up 50 points in the fourth quarter. And when you look at who we gave those points up to, that's what scares me. You know, Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco. Um, who is the next guy? Uh, Marcus Mariota. Who was last week? Uh, we played Pittsburgh. We didn't give him too many points uh, in the fourth quarter of that game, but we won the game. Mitch That's... Trubisky. I mean, these, yeah. these are not quarterbacks that are awesome. I mean, we're about to face Justin Herbert, you know, a, a guy that can throw all over on you and hurt you real bad. And this defense has been carved up by – not real good quarterback play. You're gonna face you know, a that, really that's what really scares back. me right now. You're going to face a really damn good running back. The charges of Austin Eckler is a hell of a back. And he, he a lot of people forget, like, Herbert had a really good game, but so did Eckler last year in that game. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that game in a couple minutes. and But, man, yeah. the, the, the defense really has to tighten up. I mean, I, I don't know. What we have to do, I mean, I was telling you, Mikey P, before the game, I would rather see the, the Browns' defense go man-on-man, you, you know, the entire game. So that way, if you get beat, we know who to point the finger at. Because right now, I don't even know who to point the finger at. You know, is it Joe Woods? Is it personnel? Is it both? Is it lack of excitement? I mean, to me, I think the talent's there. I, you know, we have talent on this roster. Yes, we have holes. We have warts on this team. But every team does. I mean, there's no team that's – you know, awesome everywhere. I mean, every mm-hmm. every team has holes in their roster, and the Browns are no exception. But it's just it's just frustrating, man. You know, especially the, this fourth quarter. Um, it, we, we've just been a big letdown. Yeah, because yeah, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think what's concerning is it's like what Mikey's saying. It's bombs, guys. It's not Tom Brady coming in here. It's not you know what you're talking about, Justin Herbert. It's not top 10 quarterbacks making these plays it's not top 10 running backs running all over us you know they're straight bombs so yeah man it's very concerning as a browns fan knowing that we have this gauntlet coming up we have this you know until watson comes back we have this gauntlet of teams including tom brady uh by the way and herbert you know it it just it's very concerning to the point where it's like if you're letting bums and guys that haven't played for years or maybe was a backup for a while um, if you're letting them do that, why would, you know what I mean? Like, what are you guys going to do when it's like, are we just going to get uh, blown out 50 to seven this week? <laughs> you know, that's the, that, that, that would be what, 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 it, what the ship looks like it's, it's headed. You know what I mean? So I, I'm just, I'm very concerned guys as a fan, man, two and two, but very concerned and very scared of what there's, what's to come in this gauntlet coming up, man. You, you know, and, and we're not the only team to be going through this. This we we talk about this in our group chat. The the parody in the NFL is probably the best that's been in my lifetime. I mean, you you do not know who's going to win each and every week. You you just don't know. Um, and there's teams that win every single week. That's not that you wouldn't think have a chance of winning. And then teams that you think, oh man, they're going to have no problem with them. They end up the game's closer than you think, or they just lose it completely. So even after all this, we like to be a positive show. I hope we're not coming off as negative right now, but even through all this, the Browns find themselves at two and two. We're tied for the top of the division at the AFC North. There's still time, but there, there's no more um, 
it's like we got to start now. I mean, it starts this coming Sunday against the Chargers because this team, the Chargers are for real. And we're going to talk about that game in just a couple minutes. Let's get into uh, a couple of NFL topics here. Um, Miami, um, having their first loss, the Raiders with their first win, you know, is, is Miami for real um, or are the Raiders done? You know, what, what are our thoughts about that? Coltrane, I'll start with you. Uh, Miami is an interesting topic just because of the whole Tua stuff. I mean, they looked yeah. like they were on a roll. Obviously, I lost uh, that game for this week's uh, little tourney with us as far as predictions go. <laughs> but I, I had uh, – I really – I mean, Miami – I think Miami is a good football team. Surprisingly, that head coach uh, really shocked me. I thought he was going to be a bum. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I didn't know his – once I learned his history after that primetime game they had and, like, knows, know where he came from, now I understand why he's good. And he actually had a stint in Cleveland, too, which is crazy to me. But um, he's a good coach, man. He's a great coach. He really looks like he had whatever he's serving. I don't know what punch he's serving in Miami, but these guys are really playing for this guy, and they're playing their, their, their butts out. They're playing – the Dolphins – I mean, let's just be realistic, guys. Even though they lost last week, um, they're playing some of the best ball I've seen them play since the Marino days. I mean, dude, you're starting off three and zero with a brand new coach. I mean, it's 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 a pretty cool thing. Um, as far as the Raiders go, I saw their schedule too. They got a couple tough games. They're done. I'm sorry. I, you know, I love my. I got a couple Raiders friends of mine. Um, they're, they're absolutely done. Um, McDaniel's. I've never liked as a coach, especially even when he's interviewing for Cleveland. I was just never a fan of him. I think McDaniel's is one of those coaches that gets a lot of rapport from what Belichick did. Um, yeah, he had some successful years with him, but remember, Belichick is also the head coach. So he he oversees everything. We've seen this game before with a lot of his people that went through toolage through under him. Um, I don't think McDaniel's is the guy. I never did. Obviously, he was a band aid, anyways, losing. Um, you know, Chucky, but I just, you know, for me, is Miami for real? I think Miami will lose like four or five games this year, but that's about it. And then the Raiders, they, they won't make the playoffs and they'll get rid of it. They might, well, I think they will. Um, if they do, if they have a, a year, like I think they will, a four or five win team, they'll, or, or, or season, they'll get rid of Derek Carr for sure. Uh, they just don't, they won't play that game anymore. Kind of like how we got rid of Baker finally. Yeah, I think as far as Miami, you know, the real question is, you know, did they handle that whole Tua thing correctly? Did they handle it the right way? We, we all saw the game two weeks ago when he gets up, he's stumbling. He goes out of the game. You're like, oh, he's not coming back. There's no way. I mean, he's concussed. He's not coming back. He comes back and plays, and you're like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, that was pretty crazy that the team doctors allowed him to do that. And then he starts the next week, and uh, – you know, gets sacked and he's out for the rest of the game and then goes to the hospital. It's a very scary situation uh, that we saw this past, was it a Thursday night football game against the, the Bengals? But did they handle that the right way? You know, concussions are serious. I think the NFL is taking steps to, to, to because it is serious, you know, with the helmets, you know, during training camp, we see the, the bubble wrap on the helmets or whatever that's called. But uh, do you think they handled uh, two of the right way, Mikey P? Uh, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, they said the neuro independent neurologist cleared them to play. But, I mean, looking on that play, like, you knew that wasn't a back injury, just the way he was moving. And he had he had, yeah. he had sea legs, basically. And uh, – 
I mean, sometimes you got to know better. And, and even after that, like knowing that that happened on a short week, like make the right call, give him, let you, you know, you have a guy in Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Bridgewater may have been better served giving, getting him, you know, three days reps so he could play Thursday night instead of having the plate come in with no reps, basically. Um, because I mean, at, at this point, like, if you put Tua back out there and that happens again, like that could be epically bad because I've seen concussions. I've had concussions. I've never gotten to the point where I had a head injury where my fingers curled. That is what was scary because in doing research, like that's like serious head trauma. Like that's that kind of stuff happens from like people falling falling off ladders and hitting their heads and like they find they find them sometimes curled up like that or vicious car accidents they said that's happened and those people have like had brain trauma that lasts a lifetime they could cause seizures a lot of time people are very prone like it's like 80 percent of people that have a brain injury like that, that happens like that they're 80 percent more likely to have a seizure after that so I don't. Yeah, his his healing has not even started. He's going to no. see some after effects from that. Mac Blank just uh, put a comment. I put it on the screen. You, you know, he talked about his, his fingers. That's just a scary situation. It, it, you know, I don't care what team that you root for. When you see a player like that, even if he's on an arch rival, it doesn't matter, man. That's scary, and you never want to see that that happen. No. And uh, you know, did they handle it the right way? I don't know. I mean. Um, you know, I know that two is not. meeting with the NFLPA, you know. And they fired the uh, independent neurologist that cleared them, so obviously something didn't get handled right. And Yeah, it just it doesn't smell right. As, as far as the Raiders go, you, they, they have a tough game. Coltrane, I love you, man. I, I don't know that they're done. Like, they, they did they have a rough start? Yeah, they had a rough start. They got a tough game against the Chiefs this week. But if you look at their schedule outside of that, you know, they, fa- they face the Texans at home after that. They, they're going to win that game. They, they might even beat the Chiefs. They, they, they could surprise the Whoa. Personal bet. Personal bet on Chiefs that, well. Jason, if you want that Do to what now, Mikey pers- P? Pers- the Raiders historically always play well against the Chiefs. They did, they're, the te- they're the team that did the victory laps around yeah, Arrowhead yeah, Stadium yeah, with the bus. Yeah. I mean, it, it backfired on them the next game. I'm not saying they're going to be doing some victory laps this week, but, okay, let's just say the Chiefs win that game. They play the Texans at home at the Saints at the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars did play a, a, a great game actually against the Chargers a couple weeks ago. They beat them 38-10. to 10. And, and then they're at home against the Colts. All those are winnable games. They can definitely turn around their season. And they've got some players on that team, man. Like Derek Carr is no scrub. Max Crosby, I love that guy. You know, I, I'm not saying that I watch the Raiders every week, but I watched them like two games this year already. And Max Crosby, he, he has the nose for that football. And I, I just like him as a player. He's one of those players that you just want on your team. And, and then um, they're, they're running back, you know. Um, Jacobs, help Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I should know that he's on my fantasy team. Uh, but Josh Jacobs is just a beast, you know. So are the Raiders done? Nah, I, I think that 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 chapter is still to be left written. Nobody's done this year, even if you're zero and four, because there's half the league is what there's fifteen teams, two and two. So it's like normally by this point you'd be like at, at two and two, like what do they got to do to make the playoffs? Like 
you could have a zero and four, one and three team right now, still make the playoffs. A long season still, and there's so many teams within striking distance. So, in fact, I would say the Dolphins might have a tougher road than the Raiders just because of what they're going through with their quarterback. I mean, you know, Tua, that's kind of a big deal. Now they got some weapons. Tyreek Hill is just amazing. You know, love that player. Teddy, I mean, anytime you got him as a wide receiver, will play, play good for them. You know, when he's in there, he's he's you know. Yeah, he's 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 a game manager type of quarterback. So we'll see what he can do. Um, Tyree kills numbers might go down a little bit, but we'll yeah. see what he does. And we have to mention this. All three of us are married. You know, you, you never want to see a marriage fail. It's just not a good thing. You know, we, when we say our, do, our I do's, we want that to be forever. Um, we saw the news today that Tom Brady might be um, getting divorced. Coltrane, <laughs> were you surprised to see this news? I, actually, I kind of was. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised because I thought that they had – you know, earlier in the season, I thought that they had, like, I thought they both had kind of committed to it. Like, I, it looked like it was a mutual decision for him to play for one more season or whatever he ever, whatever he said. But either way, that retirement was very interesting to me. What, what did it last? About three to four weeks max, if that's what it was. So <laughs> clearly he went back on, well, again, I, I'm just guessing. This is what I, my strictly opinion based, no facts. I don't have an article I read or anything, but I think it, you know, it was a month and then, he kind of had second thoughts. He agreed on something with her where they agreed with everything with like a family. And you know, as you guys know, when you communicate with your wife, clearly you guys can agree on something, make a deal, kind of strike a deal, however you do it. And I think he did that. And then three to four weeks, um, you know, almost becoming an average Joe again, not feeling like the go anymore. You're not getting texts maybe or, or as many DMs as you used to. Who knows? I don't know what was going up on that dude's mind. But um, I can only guess here again that, you know, maybe he – Maybe that wasn't the agreement for him to play another season. Okay. So that's the only thing I could guess is maybe it was a football or family type of thing. I know a lot of people are inferring that on Twitter. Again, no one will really know except those two individuals. There could have been a bunch of other stuff going on besides that. Let's make that clear as well. Uh, marriages are very deep. They're very, 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 you know, uh, a lot of things could go wrong. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it was more, in my opinion, it was like a, you know, family or football. And, the only thing that, that, that I am disappointed in Tom just is if that really was the case, I feel bad in a sense that the last this this last season and then this season, they Tampa Bay looks kind of just as not necessarily mid, but I think of them a top, as a top team, but I don't look at them as the top team anymore, how I used to, like even two years ago. So I don't know what they're gonna do this year, but to me it's like if that really was what you did and you sacrificed, you know, where you kind of, you know, you you, you rescinded on your deal. Uh, you know, it, it just, to me, to come back for that type of outcome, I know it's, you know, it's a gamble. You don't know if you're ever going to win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl or anything. It's random. It's NFL. It's any given Sunday. But knowing that, it, it just, it feels kind of, you know, a football or family type thing to me. But uh, I hope all is well, man. I, 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 I hope all is well mentally. You can tell him when he's playing the games, he's, he, he's just not there, dude. I, I, we all understand, We you know, we've had arguments with our wives or, or, or you know, conversations that, that, that weren't so great. And, and it affects your whole day. And you can just tell mm-hmm. from this guy it's affecting his, you know, not necessarily his play yet, but it is, it is on his mind. You can tell. So I, I hope the best for Tom, man. I want to end on that. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we all wish the best for Tom, you know, as far as Tom Brady, you know, Giselle, she just didn't marry a football player. She married the greatest of all time. You know, I don't Tom wish Brady the best. is the, what's that? I don't wish the best for him. The guy's had six, all these championships. Oh, winning, come on, Mikey. All this <laughs> luck. <laughs> F Tom Brady. Oh, come on. He's the greatest mis- of all time, man. We're, we're lucky that we even were able to. It's like, John deserves it now. It's what? like Michael Jordan. How what? lucky are we that we saw him play? I mean, 50 years from now, if we're still lucky enough to be alive, we'll go. Yeah. It's, it's it, it was so positive. It was so it's positive, time, Mike. It's, you just, I got to ruin it. It's time, for, it's time for the shoe to drop for Tommy. Yeah. I hope their marriage works out, but can we all agree that I think they'll both be fine? Absolutely, yeah, of course. They'll yeah. be fine. They'll be. They'll both be okay. They'll they both make more money than. Feet. Yeah, they make more money than all three of us combined. So yeah, they're they're good. They're okay. What, what people don't know is that Tom Brady is uh is going to retire and join Network Two One Six. So be on the lookout. Oh, you heard it here first. Okay. You heard it. Ooh. Yep. We we already have our um Gronk lookalike down here. Ian Coltrane. <laughs> Dude, you know? Do you seriously, guys? Do you know? Probably once every two weeks, I'll get some person. They're looking at me up and down. You'll see. You'll, you'll see them again in the aisle. Maybe at a Kroger, and they come back. They come up to you. Hey, man, you ever get you look like Gronkowski? And I'm at this point. I'm just like, yeah, man. I quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny you say that because it's it's. I don't know how, but you know, it, it's it's definitely been a connection for, for a lot of my life, especially when I was a lot bigger doing bodybuilding shows and all that in my past. So, Well, let's let's move on. Um, Mikey P, talk, let, let's hear about our next sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, always remember, you know, we are a proud partner with Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, of course, is the easiest place to play fantasy football. If you're like most people and love to play daily fantasy and you also want to win some cash, just remember the holidays are coming up, so win some cash playing fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is definitely for you. Best ball mania costs only $25 to enter. It lasts all season long. Underdog, of course, is going to match your initial deposit up to $100 by using promo code 216. So all you got to use use that code uh, 216, deposit $50. That'll be become 100. Play an underdog fantasy. Just remember to use that code, of course, 216, and draft your best ball Mania 3 team today. Very good. You could definitely win some money on there. Um, I'm, I'm up a little bit on underdog fantasy. So it's all, it's all good stuff. All good stuff. They use that promo code 216. Um, all right, in case you're wondering how Justin Herbert – is recovering from his rib injury Uh, last week versus the Texans. He was 27 of 39 for 340 yards, two touchdowns and zero INTs. That's who we're facing this week, boys. Uh, Both teams are two and two. The chargers are surprisingly only favored by three. I honestly thought they'd be favored a a little bit more than that. Uh, Let's go over the chargers wins just so we can kind of see what they've been doing lately. We all know what we've been doing, but let's see what the Chargers have been up to. So they the, here's their wins. They beat the Raiders by four, uh, five points, 24 to 19. They beat the Texans, 34 to 24. Their losses were to the Chiefs by three points, 24 to 27, and to the Jags. This was surprising to me, um, 38 to 10. So... That's like the definition of any given Sunday right there. 
the Jags beat up on the Chargers 38-10. to What are your initial thoughts on this game, boys? Mikey P., I'll start with you. I am, um, you know, after watching, we saw their offense up close and personal last year and, and, and gave up a ton of points. And we almost came away with the win. Like, we, we were able to score on them, too. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely nervous about this game. You got a potent offense. I, I think you're going to have definitely have to force some turnovers some way or some shape or form. Turnovers are going to be key this week uh, because, you know, with Herbert and Eckler, they're just they're just a good offense and they got a decent offensive line also um I, i'm nervous very nervous the chargers are 30th in points allowed giving up 27 points per per game uh, the browns are ninth giving up 23 i think that's going to change a little bit this week you know the chargers they just they score a lot of points on on porous defenses which mm-hmm. is what the browns have right now um, the Chargers are first in passing yards, no surprise, 307 yards per game versus the Browns 25th at 197 yards per game. Rushing yards, this is the big one. This is, I think, you know, where the Browns really separate themselves from most teams, you know, not just the Chargers, but the Chargers are 32nd in rushing, 64 yards per game uh, versus the Browns are second at 187 yards per game. Um, I don't know if that's a misprint, but that's what I read. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you got to understand it, Austin Eckler. Though it's just going to demolish that dude with what we saw from that bomb last week. Uh, Huntley, you know, practice squad star, you know, looking like a goat in one game. You got Austin Eckler coming to town. I can't. I mean, even though that stat's great and all, uh, Jason, I can't take that stat for serious just because this is Joe Woods' defense that just has looked week after week that they cannot stop any type of run game. So uh, it's going to hurt us, I think, the most on the goal line because they just love to cram. They just love to hammer Eckler in, and he can catch too. He can catch better than any any of our running backs can. I really do believe that. Eckler is a stud, man. He's also on my fantasy team, so I, I, I'm very torn this week. Um, <laughs> just because I hate that fantasy, you know, Brown stuff because it's like I want the Browns to win, but at the same time I want Eckler to go off for my fantasy team. There's money involved, you know, so – uh, shout out Unifirst uh, Fantasy Football League. Uh, it's my work league, and we, 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 we love to have a ball in that league. So, All right, Mikey P., to me, it's clear. We have to stop or manage the production from Justin Herbert. You know, we, we, as you pointed out, we saw him last year. They made some huge plays. Mike Williams, I think, had a, a huge game against us last year. With knowing what you know about our defense and how we've been playing so far, I mean, how, how do we stop this guy from just wrecking our day? Just uh, somehow you're gonna have to generate pressure. You need to force, you know, get a, maybe get a couple turnovers out of him, maybe an interception, maybe a fumble. You're definitely gonna need. Got to hope Miles Garrett and Clowney can play this week. I just, I mean, I just don't understand. I don't know how they will stop him with with what they played with last week. If that's, if that's what we roll out there, you're not going to stop them. You, you're going to have to outscore them. That's that's what you're looking at. You're going to outscore them because you're not going to stop them. you got to hope, you know, sometimes every once in a while a blind squirrel finds a nut and uh, and you can get a turnover here and there. And Herbert is prone. He'll, he'll, he'll take some chances. So maybe you get a Ward interception or, or a Newsom interception. or We'll see. But I mean, they don't have Keenan Allen. He's been hurt for a couple weeks now. 
that's good. But Mike Williams, I don't know what his numbers were the last time we played, but I just remember it was really bad. And I'm sure that I could go check the show notes from last year. But I I do remember talking about him on on the recap, and he had a big day against us. And I I, I just don't want to see that on Sunday, but I fear that we might. Um, Ian Coltrane, <laughs> what we just mentioned too, you know, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, but who are some other players uh, on this Chargers roster that we really got to watch out for to to make sure that they, you know, they don't just run all over us on Sunday? Well, one I already mentioned is Austin Eckler. Um, the dude's a stud. He's a bona fide stud. He he's you know he's been he's had a really slow start. And now that Herbert's like hurt, you know, ever since Herbert had that rib injury, they've been running it a lot more. When the season started, even as a fantasy owner, it sucked for me because he had a really slow start, wasn't doing anything really statistic-wise. But you have to keep your uh, your eyes on Eckler, uh, Mike Williams, of course. He's just gonna he's just gonna body people. He's gonna you know he's gonna basically just you know rise up, uh, get over it. And and the problem is our corners are are pretty small compared to a Mike Williams type body. So he, that's going to be rough. It's going to be a lot on Delpit and John Johnson to kind of take care of that body out of that way. But uh Chargers defense scares me as well. I guess they had four picks uh last week for the versus the Texans. I mean, it's the Texans, but they also picked off the Raiders six times. So um I know Jacoby's pretty careful with the ball, but uh Chargers defense is just something to watch out for just because first of all they're a lot better than ours. And second of all, if they're throwing or if they're catching picks, um, you know, I really don't know what to think because, you know, um, that's pretty much what Jacoby seems to do, you know, at least two out of the four games now. And I, I know he's normally smart with it, but when you're, or when you're wanting to come back or say we're down by a score or two and you're trying to, you know, throw a, a long ball or a deep ball, that's not going to help us at all, man. So I'll have my eyes on that Chargers D. But uh, just to, to reiterate back to the original question, I'm shaking in my boots, man. I just I don't know what to expect. I don't know what Browns team uh, will show out in that matchup. And the, the the good thing is, I think what is his record? I believe twelve and three, twelve and four is Stefanski's record after a loss. So it looks great for us as far as you know that kind of statistic. But dude, this is the this is the Chargers, man. This is no slouch. So we'll, we'll see. The only thing that really gets me going is that Jacksonville game. Uh, it was Jacksonville, right? That beat them, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. I think Jacksonville is decent, but I think they just they managed. I think they just made the play. Kind of what Mikey was going over. They had turn. They created turnovers. They 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 made plays when they had to. So it's definitely it's not. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be negative on the show and say we're going to lose, but it's going to be probably our toughest game this year. And and the way that's our for the last playing, segment, man. we're not going to do that now. That's for the last yeah. segment. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, you know, Justin Herbert, I can see him probably having somewhere between forty to fifty pass attempts. You know, I, I think as it relates to us on offense, controlling the clock, I th- we've done a great job of that for the first four games of the year. Now, that was against Mayfield, Flacco, Trubisky, and then Mariota. This is not any of those quarterbacks. It's gonna, We're going to have to control the clock. You know, our, our offense is going to have to hold the ball more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think three points is like a punt. We have to get touchdowns. We, we can't settle for three, even though we just complained about that for half of the episode <laughs> to start off as, you know, going for seven instead of just kicking the three. I think in this game, you know, we might have to take some risks. Mikey P, you said it earlier, you know, we could use, you know, a, a win in the turnover battle. You know, you can't ever predict turnovers, but if we can 
somehow pick him off and, you know, get a few more possessions, I think that can help. Any given Sunday, you just never know. But I, 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 I don't feel good going into this game. I mean, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, all guys that can hurt you. The Chargers defense, they have 11 sacks in their first four games. Now, granted, six of them were against the Raiders in week one, <laughs> and four of them were against the Texans last week. But they also have five interceptions. So this is a, a team that can, that can get to the quarterback and they can cause turnovers, you know. So I think we have to do a good job with protecting the football. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has to play the game of his life on Sunday if we're going to have a chance. Absolutely. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know, moving the chains. They have to play great. Nick Chubb has been great, but maybe we need to have them run the ball more. Um, last week, I think he only ran the ball 19 times. You know, I, I, I'd like to see Chubb just – I'd like to see 25 runs from Chubb this week is what I want to see. I'd be on board with that. <laughs> huh? I'd be on board with that. Yeah. Every time we say that, though, Stavansky never delivers. I don't want to get you sad, Jason, but it's just we, – we always say that. It just never – I don't know why, but it just never happens. Well, everybody preaches balance, balance. You got to have balance. I always look at this. Balance my ass. Do what, do what works well for you. If throwing the ball around 50 times is, is, is your strong point, then do it. Like back in the day, you had the Houston, the – run and shoot and they would always try to run the ball and it was like you're not a running team you you got four good receivers and warm moon throw the ball around the yard be like, who you are and be good at who, yes. at who you are we that's the thing about us we know who we are they know who we are let's let's just be who we are and be good at it and hope to god the defense shows up on sunday because uh, we need them no doubt. We're going to get into predictions, which we actually have to do that now. But Cold Train, you're going to plug our Network 216 YouTube channel. All right, guys. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to the Network 216 YouTube channel for free. We're working hard to bring Cleveland sports content. We have more shows joining the network. We are your one-stop shop for all your Ohio sports content. Hit subscribe on that YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube now, look down on your phone or on your desktop. If you see that you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. We we are uh, working hard to get to 500 subscribers. We're, we're getting close, but uh, you can help us get over that hump, and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything to hit subscribe, and you're going to be able to enjoy all of our content. There's a show coming on after this, the Barking Brown Show. There's a, 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 a lot of Ohio sports content, daily videos that are broadcast on the Network 216 YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button, do us a favor, and support the show. Um, let's get into our prediction time. And we're going to talk about the last prediction is going to be Chargers at Browns. So when we get to that game... I'd like for you guys to not only give your prediction, but just give your final thoughts on the game. Because I, okay. I feel like we should do that in this show on a good note. Here's our year-long bet. Um, we predict weekly predictions for the Browns game. Who's going to win and the final score. 
And we also predict the rest of the AFC North. The winner gets a Yard Dogs podcast trophy for the mantle, and it will be passed along yearly. Last place finisher chooses the punishment. Either A, the one chip challenge. Very hot. I've done it before. Not fun at all. Jacob Roach can also comment on it. We, Mikey P, we saw him do it on, on his show. It's very nasty. But if you don't want to pick that, you can also pick the – we're going to take the top five comments throughout the year. So listeners, audience, as you're listening to this, type in the comments your punishment of what the loser should do. And we're going to take the top five and put that on the wheel of destiny. Guys, I have the wheel in my garage. It spins and makes noises and everything. It's got five spots on it, so we're going to put the five punishments on there for for the last place loser. Here's the year-to-date standings after four weeks. Good night, CDs. Mikey P (laughs) is uh, in last place at three points. He was 0-4 last week. Mikey P, we got to... We got to get those numbers up this week. Uh, yeah. Coltrane and myself are tied at eight points. So, Mikey P, you're not out of this at all. This is a long season. Five points is nothing. You can get all that back in one week because you get one point for each correct prediction. And you also get three points if you get an exact predicted score, which we have not had yet this year. So, prediction time. Let's talk about our first game. Ian. Coltrane, you're smiling. You you know you you got this in the bag here. Um, Steelers at Bills. Maybe that's why he's smiling. This no, is a huge. This is a huge uh, prediction here. The Bills are favored. Check this out by 14 points. Vegas does not think this is going to be close. I'm curious what you guys think. We're going to start with Mikey P. Who's going to win this game and what's going to be the score? Hmm. It's going to be closer than Vegas says. I'm going to take Buffalo 33, Pittsburgh 21. 33 to 21. So you have them losing by 12. 12. Pittsburgh covers the spread. Pittsburgh covers the spread, but gets the loss to the Buffalo Bills. We are moving on to myself. I'm next. I do not think this is going to be close. I think the Bills are going to win this game handedly, 34-17. to 17. Does that mean they cover? They do, right? Mm-hmm. So 34-17, Buffalo, you know, Kenny Pickett, <laughs> he, uh, he, what did he throw, three picks last week? Um, I think he's going to be starting again, right? Is he starting this game? He is starting. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to eat that up, and they're just not going to be able to hang. I mean, Buffalo has been struggling the last few games offensively, but they're going to get back on track this week. Coltrane, let's go to you. Who's your pick for this week? I got Bills 28, Steelers 17. Steelers are booty juice, man. They stink. (laughs) Kenny Pickett's not going to make them any – they're not going to make them any better. I'm sorry. Like, I know he – you know – I guess he had flashes, and the Steelers fans are going, you know, woo, West Zoo, baby, we got our franchise QB. Like I talked about last week, it ain't that easy, man. It, ain't, it doesn't just work like that. You just draft the franchise guy the next year. So I'm still out on Kenny Pickett. I will be out on him 
until he shows me otherwise or proves me otherwise. Three picks is not exactly a great show out. Steelers fans, I don't know what you all are excited about, but good luck to you. I got Bills 28, Steelers 17. All right, 28-17. So we all have Buffalo Bills winning this game. Not a surprise. Let's move on to the next AFC North matchup. This is a Sunday night football game. We're all going to be watching it. The whole world's going to be watching it because it's going to be the only game on TV at that time, 8-20, this coming Sunday night. Bengals at Ravens. Ravens are favored by three. So the Bengals are, are um, not favored. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens are the dogs here. Coltrane, we're going to start with you. What do you think about this game? Uh, I like Lamar Jackson. I like the Ravens, man. I will always uh, go after the Ravens over the Bengals. Um, I got Ravens 34, Bengals 28. Um, I know the Bengals are, seem to be on a roll or they're fancying they're on a roll, but the, Lamar Jackson is going to stand in the way. He's too athletic for you. You're going to be chasing him down. A little bit of a shootout, but Lamar Jackson and the uh, the uh, the kicker they they they, they got they didn't, you know Cade York but he's you know the kicker is pretty good that they got over there so he can nail a sixty yarder seventy yarder so um, they're definitely going to win that game for sure. Thirty four twenty eight Ravens Mikey P it's your your pick. Uh this one pains me to say I'm going to say uh, last year Cincinnati owned Baltimore and I think they're going to own them again. 27-23 Bungles. 27-23 Bengals. Bengals. Okay, Mikey P, this is your chance to gain a point because I'm with Coltrane on this one. The Ravens are going to win this game by a field goal, 24-21. to 21. All right. That's my pick. You know, J Joe Burrow. And Lamar Jackson, they, they both show up when the lights are on and the lights will be on because it's Sunday night football. But it's going to be low scoring. I, I, I just don't see a lot of points in this game. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it could be a last-second field goal by Tucker for the Ravens to win it. So 24-21 Ravens. All right, let's get into the game of the week, the game that we're all here for. This is why we have a podcast to talk about this team and this game, the Chargers are at the Browns. Chargers are favored by three. I get to start this one. And I'm gonna go with against I'm gonna go against my gut here. Okay? Because this is a game where everybody's probably gonna say the Chargers are gonna win. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the Browns are gonna turn it around and they're actually gonna play some pretty good defense and their offense is going to show up on Sunday. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're going to be running the ball all over the place. We're going to be scoring touchdowns. Jim Donovan is going to pop blood vessels in his forehead because he's going to be screaming so much. Nathan Zagura is going to do the the the, the two-minute drill on, on the field and talk about what a great day it was. So I think the Browns are going to win this game 31-24. Cleveland gets the, the, the winner here, and they've moved to three and two. So I'm picking the Browns. And next, Coltrane. Well, you actually took my exact score, so I changed it up because I don't want to be in the same boat as you. But if I was smiling earlier, by the way, is because, Jason, you and me could go 0-3, and Mikey's still going to be losing this week. That's why I was smiling earlier. But Unless uh, he gets an exact score. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's sorry, that. Mike. I got no, I got no faith in exact support for you, buddy. I'm <laughs> sorry, dude. No chance that's happening, dude. I'll, anyways, uh, I got Chargers 27, Browns 34. Um, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I'm nervous. I, I, I'm crazy about the game, but I will never. I, I will, and that's unfortunate for me with this standings every week with you guys. I don't think I can ever bet against my Browns. Um, I just, it's just not in me. Um, I think it's going to be a battle. I hope. That 34 to 27 score, that means Nick Chubb and Hunt went off and they actually took care of business and Brissett made the throws that he had to. And our defense made just enough stops to make it a win for us and uh, make us at three and two. But uh, with that, I'll pass it off to Mikey P. Oh, it's a tough one because, you know, I want the Browns to win so badly. But as long as Joe Woods is still oh, here we in, go. in defense, I don't have any faith in our defense being able to stop anybody right now with a decent offense, let alone a quarterback that just won a game completing seven passes. <sighs> as, as much as it pains me to say this, Chargers 28, uh, Browns 17. Oh, wow. My heart just dropped to the floor, man. Wow. I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of you, Mike. You know, this is that, not the way to get the points, Mikey. This is not the way. Okay. It actually was because, you know, we, we kind of laid it up for him. We both picked the Browns. Mikey's like, ha I can get me a point back right here. So yeah. well, I'm looking at it either this way. I'm either going to get a point back or I'm going to be happy we won. So either way. You can't it's, lose. Yeah, it's a win-win for you, yeah. You can't right, lose. Yeah. And I have Austin Eckler on my fantasy team. Also. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, well, guys, we have to close out the show because I'll be honest with you, this wine is kicking in, so I need to go get off of here. That's just what I need to do. I'm just telling you. Um, thanks for joining us on the Yard Dogs podcast. As always, we just appreciate all the support. Thank you, Network 216. We just have a solid team there. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Guys, final thoughts on the show before we land this plane. Coltrane, I'll start with you. Final thoughts on the show. I thought it was today. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was a great show. We got a lot of we got a lot of people coming, you know, comment. I've been getting a lot of praise uh, from my coworkers at work. They like the whole YouTube, um, you know, the whole thing that we're on YouTube now. So there's a lot of friends and family been talking positively about us. Um, and it's funny too. My mom's an avid watcher of the show. I have to throw this in there. And uh, Kaya, my baby girl, she had a blanket on the other day, uh, just like Mikey P wears. And my mom said that my Kaya was doing the Mikey P. So we got some fans. <laughs> we got funny. fans. Uh, everybody got thinks, fans, it's, a, uh, thinking of everybody thinks it's a blanket, but it's actually a pillow. Oh, it's a pillow. I, I will have to tell my mother, dude. She's going to be sh completely shocked. And, the whole time we thought it was like a one. grandma blanket. We thought it was like a granny's blanket. No, I have a bed. I, 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 I thought maybe you were cold. No, no so, here, here, uh, here's a well-known fact. If if you invite Mikey P to your house, you better have some couch pillows or he will be extremely uncomfortable. But it, it's just got to happen. I do the show. So the, the, I do the show from a desk that I set up for my workspace when COVID occurred and I had to go work from home. The desk okay. has like a jagged edge on the side. So when you sit on this side of the desk, if you don't have a blanket or a pillow, you're probably going to slice your leg. Because uh, <laughs> it's for good reason, too. It serves two purposes. It's my comfort pillow, and it's for safety. 
<laughs> well, guys, right. everybody stay safe. Enjoy the game. We have the Barkin Browns coming on next. I'm sure they're like, when is this podcast going to end? It's ending right now. We like to end all of our shows with the Go Browns. So on the count of three, Coltrane, Mikey P, if you'll join me. One, two, three. Go Browns! Go Browns!